0: what's up peeps we're back as always I'm your host Lee Benson thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of a AEW Insider I put a new YouTube video up a couple days ago. It's doing really well right now. Definitely check that out in case you missed it. Check out our top 40 NES games of all time on YouTube, what have you. Remember, if you want to win a La Champion AEW Unrivaled Series 1 action figure, stick around to the end of the show. Let's get to the show. A-E-W. Now, Brian Cage recently did an interview with Vicky Guerrero. He discussed Impact Wrestling, injuries, him going to AEW, and more. On his injuries in Impact Wrestling, he said, So I suffered a couple injuries last year in Impact, and I hurt my back and my hip. And I guess, well, that kind of was the first one. And that was in the middle of the summer. And that one hurt for quite some time. I kind of worked through it, and it and I was persistent. And I won a third world title there. It definitely made my title run a little bit more lackluster because I didn't get to complete, excuse me, compete a lot on him being considered injury prone after that injury. Coming back into it, I was having a lot of great matches. They were trying to have a match at a night from all on all the shows I was on, and I felt really good. And people kept talking to me like I was uh, super injury prone or I had a bunch of injuries. And it's like, uh, you know, I had a couple minor because there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. And I feel like a lot of us are always hurt or we always get hurt. And I always have bumps and bruises. To put it nicely, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I got to get hurt one time and I might have got hurt like several small injuries or even, you know, considering them an injury. But nothing like that ever kept me out. Hell, I never even had to go to surgery in my t- entire career, no matter what injury I had. And after that, he tore his biceps on um, reports that he signed with AEW at the time. Once my contract lasts with Impact, I was talking with AEW. I was talking to Tony Khan and stuff. It was looking really good. I finally got an offer and I signed it. And there was this news that broke out that I signed way before I signed. I came backstage from a match with RBD and all these reports broke out that I signed with AEW while I was under int- back, uh, contract uh, backstage. Everyone had these weird looks at me. They were saying, what's going on? Uh, everybody thinks I'm lying about it. And I'm like, I was never even, I got an offer yet. I talked to them, but I got no official offer or a contract that I could signed. And if I would have, it would have been a breach of contract. So now I'm freaking out thinking it's going to be held up him going to AEW and on Tony Khan's reaction that he didn't need surgery after he tore his bicep. He said, once I find out that I did not have to have surgery, I was like, great. My contract's going to be rescinded. I was just panicking. And dude, Tony was so cool about it. He told me not to worry. Don't stress it. He said, we want you. We believe in you. We have faith in you. We want you to be a part of the team. Just take your time, heal up, and we'll just change plans. And whenever you're ready, just let us know. See, that's awesome. That's exactly what WWE does not do anymore. And that's why so many people are unhappy there. One of the reasons. Speaking of WWE, let's get to them. Renee Young confirmed earlier this week that she had been diagnosed with COVID-19. E Wrestling and David Meltzer reported in the latest edition of his Wrestling Observer uh, that WWE Chairman Vince McMahon, Kevin Dunn, Triple H, and Mark Carano have not contacted Renee Young as of Thursday, June 25th, to check up on her and even see how she was doing. A number of WWE talents reportedly did speak to her to see how she's doing. Young publicly announced her COVID-19 did not go well with WWE officials. WWE officials were said to have been upset that she publicly announced that she had COVID-19. An anonymous WWE talent earlier this week, uh, what you call it, excuse me, that talent, excuse me, an anonymous WWE talent said earlier this week that talent relations from WWE and informed them not to speak at all about their illness, and they would issue and not to issue any statements. And uh, we will get that back to that later. Somebody from WWE actually wrote an anonymous email and blew their spots up. But anyway, WWE has reportedly not yet acknowledged the cases or informed wrestlers and their families on the extent of the outbreak, which is insane. As of right now, 30 WWE superstars and staff have tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, when it happened to Young, she started feeling sick on Monday, June 22nd, and she had pressure in her chest. She, she then became bedridden and lost her sense of taste. Moxley and Young were both tested by a local doctor the following day around midnight. They both received their test results. Renee's came back positive, while Moxley's came back negative. Once Renee got word that she had tested positive, she informed WWE officials, and she was told to stay home. At the same time, Moxley informed AEW officials that his wife had tested positive, but he had not. Moxley told AEW officials that he, uh, that he did not want to potentially risk exposing the AEW locker room to the virus if he had a false positive or if it was in the early stages. He also didn't want to leave his wife's side. <clears throat> Excuse me. AEW obviously agreed and told them to stay home. Young took to Twitter on Wednesday, June 24th, and revealed that she had been tested positive. Uh John Moxley has been pulled from the dynamite, <clears throat> excuse me, after having secondhand contact with her. And of course, that person turned out to be Renee, which we all know, but they do it on it anyway. All right, Peace. We're gonna take a break. Like I said, we got that crazy email that a WWE employee sent out anonymously and told how they're treating their people during the COVID. A WWE, a big WWE and NXT Superstar got in a bad car crash. Plus, we got a lot more. The incension got a new tag team name. Impact Wrestling's trying to sign that major XWWE tag team. Make sure you stick around, peeps. All right, peeps, we're back. Remember to show some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider One, as in the number one. Now today, WWE NXT superstar Patrick Clark, a.k.a. the Velveteen Dream, was involved in a car accident. He since has been released from the hospital. WWE has confirmed that the accident took place on Friday. For what it's worth, there has been some talk over the past few days about Dream's future with WWE, as several new accusations of inappropriate conduct with minors has surfaced. One source said, Dream's days in WWE are numbered, but we haven't been able to confirm that in this case. Of course, Travis Banks, Ellie Grio, and Jack Gallagher have all been released from their WWE contract over the Speaking Out allegations. Now, a WWE employee sent an anonymous email putting the company on blast during the COVID-19 crisis. It read, Now that WWE has more talent and staffers starting to test positive, we've been informed by talent relations not to discuss our illness with anyone besides those who we may live with and those who need to know. We are forbidden to tell anyone else, nor can we come out publicly to make any statements, and we stress that WWE will take care of any medical treatments should we need them. In the same breath, it was made clear that the company would handle the PR and only those that needed to know about our condition condition wouldn't know as HIPAA laws would prevent them from making our names public. While I appreciate WWE's assistance helping those out during those unprecedented times, we put us in this position, WWE put us in this position in the first place. They continue to take multiple shows a day that are averaging 10 to 12 hours Plus, uh, excuse me, at least two, two, sometimes three days in a row. So they're saying they're doing that 10 to 12 hours a day for two to three days in a row. Taping shit with COVID all around. Those in the audience are kept in air conditioned tents away from the active talent and staff that are housed in other set tents uh, that are on PC property, which I reported on before. They said most people were not tested until last week, as we were told they didn't believe that it was valid, that some of the testing was even being done. They figured they would have their own so-called testing, which included temperature checks and medical evaluation form, but no real testing for COVID-19. Look where it got them now. Some people were asked to invite friends, family, and uh, fans that they befriended to attend shows at the PC. How do you think they feel now, knowing potentially they put those people re- re- excuse me, at risk and just disregard it, you know what I mean, putting them in harm's way? And yes, it was true that Kevin Dunn did not allow fans to wear masks and made a scene twice over the PA not to wear the mask. It's a shame these people came out to support the talent and a company they love Treated them that way. See, that's pretty crazy, man. That sounds like major, major fucking lawsuits to me. They continued. In closing, I would like to give some information on our medical screening process, as most have been calling it into question. One of the questions asked is: Have we done anything that would put ourselves at risk for contracting the COVID nineteen? That includes uh, includes being around large gatherings of people and not wearing masks, where it's suggested that we do so. So, have attended so some of us have attended packed beaches, parties, and recently opened amusement parks here. In Florida, They know better than to post pictures on their social media accounts as they shouldn't be attending those locations in the first place. They'll talk about what excuse me, where they've gone, but won't mention it when it comes to time to be screened. So right there, they're also saying that some of the wrestlers are at fault too. They're all out there acting a fool and not taking precautions and quarantining. They finished with. It's very unfortunate that WWE puts business first and the health and the sa- sa- excuse me, and health and safety of everyone second. We will come together. I cannot say the same thing about WWE management. The train is not only off the tracks, but it has gone off the cliff and a blaze of glory. Now, I know WWE, Vince McMahon, and all those guys are fucking irate that that got out. But you could tell they're definitely telling the truth, man, because they're telling both sides of the coin. If they were just trying to bury WWE, they would just shit on them and not play the wrestlers also. But it's everybody's fault. But it's definitely WWE's fault for not giving real covid test and also telling those people not to wear masks on camera that's fucking insane all right peace we gotta pay the bills we'll be right back all right peace let's finish up this show remember to stick around to the very end to find out how you could win a chris jericho aew series one action figure that sucker will be worth a lot of money in a couple of years. Now, on the random wrestling and sporting news, more details about Tessa Blanchard's firings have surfaced. E Wrestling and PW Insider reports that the situation between Impact and Blanchard went cold and then escalated in recent weeks after Blanchard did not send in her Impact promos from Mexico. The company told her to send in some footage that was set to air on their June 1st episode, which she didn't send in the tapes impact's wrestling production team was forced to re-edit the episode instead they aired a sit-down interview with joey matthews via satellite blanchard was refusing to leave mexico due to her upcoming wedding she had missed the last two sets of impact wrestling tapings she missed the first one because she didn't want to travel during a lockdown blanchard claims the second missed tv taping was because she couldn't get out of mexico While she was scheduled for Slammiversary, there was a question on whether she would be able to return to Mexico if she traveled to the United States for the show. Blanchard's stance is that until she got married to her fiancé, Impact Wrestling Super Daga, Superstar Daga, she refused to risk leaving the country and then not being able to return. Impact Wrestling officials claim that's BS Mm -hmm. and she was acting like a complete and trying to negotiate a new contract while holding their title hostage. According to reports, Blancher and Daga are currently living in Mexico together and are said to be inseparable. Now, as far as Slam is concerned, the Impact World Champion match will now feature Trey versus Ace Austin versus Eddie Edwards for the vacant title. Michael Elgin was in it, but as of writing this, Elgin is suspended from the company due to his sexual assault claims. They are saying backstage after his suspension, Impact will not hire him back. So he pretty much is fired also. You better hope New Japan takes his ass back. Now, even though Impact lost two big stars, they're trying to lock down another two. Mm -hmm. Pro Wrestling Sheet reports that Impact Wrestling has been pulling hard to, excuse me, to secure Anderson and Gallows to a contract. They have an incredibly strong deal on the table that would permit them to venture to New Japan Pro Wrestling once they're able to do so. So right there, Bullet Club, The Club, AJ Styles, boys, they're going to get a fat contract in Impact and they're allowed to work New Japan. You know, they're going to take that deal. And finally, XWWE Tag Team, uh, I was going to say Champions. I think they were NXT. But anyway, XWWE Tag Team, uh, Fire Tag Team, The Ascension did an interview at WrestleZone.com and they revealed their new wrestling names and their team name. Victor is now known as Vic, and that's all with a K, not a C. And Connor is now known as Big Con. I really don't think those names. But their new tag team as a whole is now called The Awakening, which I kind of do like. All right, peace. Well, that's it for this episode. You know, I'll be back in a couple days. Remember, show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider and on Twitter under the AEW Insider One as in the number one. If you want to win a La Champion AEW action figure, you have to go to our YouTube and be a subscriber. So if you're not, make sure you do that. After you're subscribed, or if you're already already a subscriber, make sure you like, share, and comment any video. So go to YouTube, subscribe, like, share, and comment on any video you like, and boom, when they ship that AEW Chris Jericho action figure, if you win, it'll be coming right to your mailbox. All right, peeps, we're out. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.